Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. You where I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. everyone and welcome to episode 50 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Con Wiley. So it's a big episode today, it's number 50. And the topic of today's episode is on, it's on the psychology of coats, which I'm really excited about and I just love to do and so hopefully you will too. And it is Friday the 4th of September 2028 as I record this. So moving on to the psychology news section, we're reading from the British Psychological Society Research Digest and to be honest, there's not a lot of news this week, but, but there's still some stuff to report. So, babies' moods can determine how well they remember things that they've learned. One of the classic findings in memory research is that we're better at remembering information when we're in a similar context to that in which we learnt it. This was perhaps most famously demonstrated in a 1795 study, which found that people who learned a list of words while scuba diving had better memory of words when again underwater compared to an on land. Similarly, those who had learned the list on land were better at remembering it on land. But it's not just the external environment that matters. Our internal state can also provide memory cues. For example, people who were intoxicated when learning information are better at recalling the information when drunk than when sober. And there's also evidence that our recall is better when our mood matches how we felt at learning. But this is a slightly long one, just one more paragraph. Now, a new study published in Child Development has found that the same is true even for babies in their first year of life. The findings have implications for understanding infants' memory and could even help to explain why we can't remember anything from from our early years. So this is a really interesting one. And I just think that it goes to show how interesting cognitive psychology can be and also just how complex memory is. And I also think that it highlights how, I think it highlights two things. One, how far we've come in memory research because it shows that we can do amazing findings like this. But I think it also shows that for us to fully grasp at memory, we also have a long way to go. So I think it's really interesting and I think this is an amazing finding and I think that it'd be interesting to see the implications of this study um, in the future. Yes, yeah, so the last um, news article is the editor's pick, the psychology of eye contact digested, which is a very important point because I quickly went into this article and it's really long and this is just the digested version so I would honestly hate to know how big the actual version is. So going back to the editor's pick. Many of our relationships begin with that moment when our eyes meet and we realise the other person is looking right at us. Pause for a second to consider the intensity of the situation, the near magical state of two brains simultaneously processing each other, each aware of being at that very instant, the centre of the other's mental world. Psychologists have made some surprising discoveries about the way that mutual gaze or lack of it affects us mentally and physically and how we relate to each other. Here we digest the fascinating psychology of eye contact from tiny baby sensitivity to the hallucination inducing effects of prolonged eye staring. So this one was actually quite interesting because as I said like, I went into the article in like quite a lot of depth and it was really interesting but it has to like you could always um, find this at 
the British Psychological Society's Research Digest website. I'm sure if you just like search it on the internet, you'll be able to find it easily. And it went on to such an interesting range. I thought, for example, children to know the power and the importance of um, eye contact in a in a social situation, but they take it to the extreme because at the age of around three or four, children believe that if they cover their eyes, then they're invisible to the world. So that I think is really interesting. Yes, that's enough of the psychology news section. Let's move on to the personal update. Moving on to personal update. Thank you everyone for their brilliant and really kind of feedback on last week's episode on artificial intelligence. That was an amazing episode and I absolutely loved it and I'm so glad that you did too because the podcast metrics I went up the attractive the website um, went up and I then I want to give a massive massive thank you to to allotment who left this really kind comment on the website where he said thanking you kindly allotment and that I think and that comment even though it sounds really simple to some who that made my day because it really shows that you all enjoyed it and I'm so so pleased that you found it useful and and really interesting and hopefully you will find big episode 50 really interesting as well because it's on the psychology of coats which when i was thinking about it i was thinking god i can't believe i've been doing this for 50 episodes now but it's great and i love it and i definitely think i'll definitely keep around till um till at least episode 100 so you've got me for at least another 50 episodes hopefully to be honest i cannot see myself stopping this for quite a while Yes, yeah, so when I realised that this was going to be episode 50, I thought to myself, oh, maybe I should have done the AI episode of like this week because it'd be fun and it'd be a really big landmark episode. But as you know, I started my Kickstarter this week. This week, which I was so excited, but I loved it because, and in case you're tuning in for the first time and this is your first um, podcast episode um, with me, so like, welcome, welcome to our little like, podcast <laughs> podcast club, I was about to say, but, and as always, I'm so grateful to all of you wonderful listeners, and in case you didn't um, listen to last week's episode, so I've started this a Kickstarter campaign on Kickstarter, and in short, it's a, a crowdfunding campaign that has helped me turn my new, my new fantasy trilogy into hardbacks, and paperbacks that are available to libraries, bookstores, and everywhere else that is not Amazon at the moment. Because you can get paperbacks on Amazon, but you can't get my hardbacks anywhere because I don't have hardbacks at the moment. So I absolutely love to put them together. And it was really exciting to like launch it. To launch it. So it's Friday as I recall this. It's been about officially it's been about three and no, three days and six hours. Yes, I am that sad to, to count properly. Um, properly. And we are 58% funded. I think it's like something £233 and we need £400 to fund. I'm so excited. So it was like great fun and I'm just so excited about it. But I will circle back to it in a minute. Well, in a minute. But something that I want to quickly mention is that I know that a lot of you are university students, um, high school students, college students students in general and then i know that there are workers in also listen to this podcast and so this week i've actually been doing a lot of um student ambassador work for my university in the fact after this i actually need to record a uh, training a uh, training video for them on like a student finance 
then as I'm treasurer of the Bacon Society this year, which as you can imagine, has pretty much been cancelled because how can you bake in a small um, accommodation kitchen? So that I know like, the university, obviously you can probably like, attest to because some of them are some of them are tiny. It was just like ridiculous. So we can't social distance. It's been cancelled. It's been cancelled. But we're probably going to do a, a Zoom thing, which I, which I think should be quite interesting. Anyway, the entire point of this is just to emphasise that yes, the world's changing. But to be honest, I'm just going like off my head here. I have both sit down like I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't actually put. But to be honest, I do just want to highlight that humanity, and yes, we live in quite a dark time with quite a lot of bad stuff happening in the world but just as a little um, positive note I did just want to highlight that humanity is a great adaptable and to be honest quite a brilliant species which I forget the quote I forget the quote from somewhere but but it's something like 50.1% of humans are good 49.9% of them are bad so that I think is just quite a really really good uh, a really good quote that we just need to remain positive and yes the world's changing but to be honest it's actually going to be so nice doing zoom baking societies simply because it does save me the four hour commute to uni and back and back as i'm living at home this year so that's just something to think about and, and a little dose of positivity on your monday morning so today's episode has been sponsored by my kickstarter campaign because of because the fantasy trilogy ties into today's episode because we are talking about coats and the psychology of coats and this trilogy actually has a coat as its main villains so uh, my kickstarter is actually sponsoring today's episode which i think is actually quite funny so there is a link to the kickstarter campaign in the show notes and i am yes and i will be extremely grateful if any of you back it and as a bonus for my psychology lot including my email list and this wonderful podcast if you back it for a minimum of one pound of one pounds or more you will get yes if the campaign funds you will get the clinical psychology book which is out on the first of october early and you will get it as a reward for just backing backing the kickstarter campaign for one pound so the reason why i love this campaign is is because it will help me get my payback and hardback books into libraries bookstores and there are tons of great rewards and to be honest, I've already had so much positive feedback. I would love for you to become a part of this creative project. And I would just love for you to be able to, to be able to back my project. Know whether you're a part of this great project. And with the Kickstarter, you I can get um you what can I get payback, hardback, and more exclusive rewards. And if I begin to stretch those, then you get exclusive short stories. And returning to the more psychology um point of view rather like not only do you get the clinical psychology book for free but it's as a reward when you back the kickstarter for one pound or more as i'm buying the things in a bulk if the kick if the campaign funds then if the campaign funds funds then i will also be able to turn my psychology books into hardbacks and paperback books which i know a lot of people have been asking me for hardbacks and to be honest i don't blame them because i love hardback non-fiction so uh, please uh, consider supporting the uh, Kickstarter. There is a link to the Kickstarter campaign on the show notes at connorwhitely.net forward slash blog and this should also be in your podcast description. So well, let's move on to the content part of today's episode. So we're moving on to the content part 
of today's episode. I love this episode and so originally uh, today's episode 50 was meant to be on psychological resilience and everything which I thought was reasonably timely. I was thinking it would be even more timely next week uh, simply because more people would be back to school, back to university and back to work. So that's what's next week's on. Let's move on to the actual topic today. The psychology of coats. So <laughs> as I read through my scribbled so we've all been at a party at work, at school, university or whatever, at a conference when we encounter uh, a threat to us. Part of they say that they're better than us and overall we feel threatened by this person because they are better at something than us. And to be honest, to stop ourselves from feeling bad about it, we engage in the self-soothing prejudice. Yeah, for like example, if you were at a psychology conference or if you were at university work or school and then someone like came up and said, oh, you're a rubbish at it. I'm so much better at X, Y or Z than you. Then we are very likely to turn around in our heads if we're being polite and say we are so much better than them in a return. An example like that person might be better at football than me, but I'm better at psychology than them for like example if we're using a quick example and this is known as the self-soothing prejudice and this helps us maintain our peace of mind and this is basically bulk discounting so when we completely discount a entire group of people and it's actually really interesting how this self-soothing bias bias actually plays into coats but we'll get on to that in a minute so this self-soothing bias is completely natural we all do it and to be honest if we didn't do it there would probably be some quite negative mental health impact impact as we would be feeling down. But this self-soothing bias allows us to make ourselves feel better and maintain our peace of mind. However, if you use this self so if this self-soothing bias constantly and at extreme levels, this can really corrupt you. And if you engage in absolute self-soothing bias, then this will naturally absolute absolutely absolutely corrupt you. Sorry. Sorry, for like example, if we keep buckering ourselves up with the self-soothing prejudice, I just feel that I've said biased, yeah, I said that, this is prejudice, then you'll engage in absolute self-soothing bias. And the reason why I repeat that is because A, it's really important, but you can think of this self-soothing prejudice as that like a death of trump cards. Well, trump cards, like if someone like in a Sochi, then you reckon like pretty much Grab a card from the deck and trump that answer because cards that you know that you're better than them for this reason. And let's move on to the actual coat bit. So as you can imagine, this extreme levels of the self-soothing prejudice and constantly using trump cards is toxic to those around you. And this can lead to name calming. Name are calling like sociopath, psychopath. But most interestingly, this means that you keep pulling out trump card cards if someone calls you a psychopath then you say, I'm not a psychopath because I know the truth. Or to be honest, to put it much more plainly, plainly, I'm not a psychopath, I'm better than you and I'm the winner and you're the loser. That, to be honest, could be a really simple trump card. And linking it to coat, all these trump cards come from coats. So now we're going to get into the real topic of today. So all coats give decks to their supporters. And this is actually part of their appeal, apparently. And it's because of these trump cards that people can use to overcome jealous anxiety and the negatives of day-to-day life. This is why people are willing to be brainwashed. And to be, to be honest, one of the most interesting things about this whole topic is that when people join a cult, apparently, <laughs> of course, I promise you, I'm not speaking from any personal experience. And to be honest, I don't see the appeal. 
the pill because you'll be brainwashed and you'll be manipulating you'll just be you won't be your own person and to me that's one of my most important things of freedom and yes i know there's the psychology debate of there's no such thing as freedom and all that but i'm trying to remain positive on this podcast <laughs> so back to what i was saying so the interesting thing is that people think that they've gained the truth or whatever nonsense that's like their religious truth enlightenment spiritual guidance or whatever the coat offers or offers up like gives them some superiority but they don't actually realize that the same trump card that they're using is used by every single coat so they aren't that special and that's why some people become coatists to become special and to feel special however these are trump cards actually make the coat members that become um, absolute infallible and of course they're not but it's what the occultists feel like and all of this self-soothing by and prejudice gives the occultist or member of, member of the code a fantasy break from the jealous anxiety which we all get and that this is the anxiety and all the emotional turmoil that you get when you're jealous of someone for, for, for being better some better for something than you and this becomes addictive and one of the ultimate things about a code is that using these trump cards and using this reason that justifies everything and that makes you infallible becomes more natural than natural fault which i thought was just so interesting when i read that because these coatists and members of codes the first use the reason that like example like i'm one of god's chosen that's why it's right that's why you can't stop me moreover than rational thoughts which i thought was really really interesting so i hope you've enjoyed today's episode on the psychology of coats please let's check out my kickstarter to see a coat in action there's a link on the blog post at connorwhiteley.net forward slash blog and there's also a link in the podcast description and also be a member that if you support with a pound or more then you can get the clinical psychology book early and at a much cheaper price than if you buy it when it's out so have a great day and i'll see you next time thanks for listening today I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhitely.net. And if you want a free Ada book psychology box set, then please go to connorwhitely.net. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.